0: The GovCon Secrets Podcast will take a deep dive into the government contracting space, where you'll hear from a variety of expert guests on strategy, pricing, benefits, business tactics, and all this to save you a ton of money, time, energy, and effort. I'm your host, Jim Campbell, former Marine and CEO of Axon Fringe Solutions Group. My goal is to redefine the benefits world with a brutally honest view of how benefits, compliance, finance, and overall contracting strategy mixed with my years of experience and expertise, can it benefit you to deploy strategies to help your GovCon grow and win in the future, all the while without boring you to death. We're gonna have fun, let's start the show. Hey everybody, Uh, welcome back to GovCon Secrets. Uh, Jim Campbell here, Uh, got a great episode because we're going to reach out to the brokerage community from brokers. So you're going to hear from people that came from the benefits world before their invitation to GovCon, and you're going to get the straight skinny on how is it, what changed from their previous life, and kind of what they know now that they didn't know then type thing. It's a really good episode. Um, stay tuned. Watch the whole thing. It's going to be fun. And with that, I'd like to introduce our guest. We have Andrea Graves, who just joined Axum a couple months ago, uh, came from a big national firm. And Pat Moore, who's the president of Axum Benefits, um, and he kind of runs our new true care line and uh, everything that goes in it. So you're going to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly understand GovCon from the broker's standpoint. So stick around for the show. Pat, Andrea, thanks for joining us. Thanks for
1: having us. Pleasure. I definitely need my coffee for
0: this. Team. You bet. All right. So we're going to get right into it because uh, I know, Andrea, you're the newest one to the team here. We're going to throw it right at you. Give us a little bit of your background, who you are, where you came from. You don't have to give specific firm names or anything like that, but just let us know your beginning, middle, and end in benefits before you joined Axum.
2: All right. Well, thanks for having me, Jim. I will start by saying I'm going to try and keep this kind of as short and sweet to the point as possible. Uh, It's been a little over seven years now, and I started in the benefits space at a large firm and I didn't even know what a deductible was. All I knew is my parents had a really high one of those and I wasn't supposed to go to the doctor. So when it came to health insurance, and if I back it up, I was recruited for the position by a recruiter outside of the company. So I had really not a clue what I was signing up for, but just was open for opportunities and kind of figuring what was going to happen in my career next. So When I first started, again, I had acronyms thrown at me left and right and terminology that I had never heard of, and it was drinking out of a fire hose is an understatement for me to try and learn the basics of this industry. So fast forward seven years, I started off as kind of the assistant in the service world, and I also did like all the office work, and then I moved into a benefit manager role, kind of like more of an account executive lead, and then I moved into sales. All within a seven-year stint, had, you know, great clients, learned a lot about how complex our industry is, and that's putting it very mildly. So that was a little bit of my stint in the benefit space, and then now here I joined the Axiom team a few months ago.
0: Right on. So you've been with us for a couple of months. You know the service side, you know the sales side of employee benefits, group benefits, you get your first call on your first call with a government contractor and you hear a whole new list of acronyms. What was your first thought?
2: Here we are back at square one. I felt like I was back in you know, November 2015, right? I felt like I was back in November of 2015 being a fly in the wall and I had no idea what I was talking about. So previously I also worked with a lot of trucking companies and I felt like even when I, Learned had to learn a truck the trucking industry. There's very specific lingo. There's direct terminology. The business functions just very differently than, you know, a consulting firm, a manufacturer. And so the GovCon world, I will tell you, my eyes were opened up to what I thought was complex in some other industries. GovCon takes to an entirely new level. Um, and there is no shortage of acronyms and terminology that you have to learn in order to have any idea of what you're talking about or what anybody else is saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, hundred percent. And then if you were to hear all those acronyms and hear about the GovCon solution prior to coming to Axum, do in the headlights or would you have just kind of faked it till you make it?
2: Uh, deer in headlights. I personally, Jim, I'm not a great fake it till you make it person. I'm pretty analytical and I, I have to understand things. Again, that goes into my service roots and, you know, my sales style is a lot more of people trusting what I'm saying, which again, what I would tell you in the GovCon world, if you try to fake it till you make it, you are going to get burned and your clients, more importantly, are going to suffer those repercussions. And I will tell you, Part of the, you know, part of what attracted me to Axum in the first place was that diligence and kind of being the best of the best in the industry and fully recognizing that as a broker, I didn't know what I was talking about. And if my clients had government contracts that I wasn't aware of, again, whether it was SCA, DBA, IT, I had no idea what the right questions were to ask, you know, where even do I start? And then I also didn't know who I should be reaching out to for how I can learn about what I should be doing.
0: And you had a ton of access through a big firm.
2: Well, not in the GovCon space.
0: That's right. Yeah, that's my that's my point, right? It's like very, very few specialists in uh, and you don't know who to reach out to. So.
2: And well, to that point too, Jim, like you think of unions, right? Unions are another thing. There's a lot of people that will run away from it. They'll shy away. You know, you they'll lose out on really good opportunities or not, in, not even be able to catch the attention from the decision maker at an employer because you you have 10 seconds, right, to make that first impression. And they know right away if you know what you're talking about or not. Government contracting is absolutely, without a doubt, one of those areas. You either are gonna be able to make an impact right away, or you're gonna get told, "Hit the road, see you later." Right away.
0: Yeah. So Pat, you hear this? You you were responsible for recruiting Andrea and bringing her over. How many? How many? I'm sorry's? How many apologies? How many like gift baskets had to be sent her way to be like, "Yeah, my bad." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, if you only know the call we just got off of, it's, it's even funnier. <laughs> um, well, funny enough, I got to see her learn both sides of the business both times. So I, I worked with her at that firm when she first got into Bennett's for the first time. And I got to hear her pronounce the word insurance like three different ways, like every time she would talk about it. So I've seen her kind of go through this process twice now, and so it's fun. But um, lots of gift baskets. Yep more and like just straight whiskey quite frankly <laughs> that's really the most important thing
0: yeah yeah for sure you know and then you've been here months longer than her right you've come from we've already talked about the background but seeing a govcon directly and how we work with them and then you've worked with brokers that bring govcons to us you know kind of what is your experience from that side of the fence because it's got to be eye opening and then running a team That's learning GovCon coming from the benefits world.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just different. And so what I know is if you're, if you're trying to work in this space part-time, like maybe you pick up one random, you know, government contractor as a client, just because you have a good smile and a great handshake, like don't do that. Like it's, it's not worth doing because you are going to mess that group up. There's just, there's just so much stuff that you are not going to know. That you need to partner with someone that does nothing but this day in and day out it's it's just that simple because everything that we that we do whether it be looking at custom health plan solutions and, do, and doing self-funded solutions for employers the the whole captive you know rabbit hole that you can go down all those things are just different in this world and what you think you know you just you just do not know and so i've i've you know fortunately got to you know, through Axum work with some of the quote unquote best advisors in the game. And um they are, you know, they don't they don't do the right thing for their client because they don't know exactly how it it works when it comes to saving their clients money. And what do you do with that savings if they actually have a good year and you quote unquote did your job as a as as their advisor. Like you want to take the W, but you might have just screwed them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because you came from multiple large national firms, right? Like, and you've got that exposure. Uh, so your history kind of begets Andrea's, obviously. But in all those firms, did you have a resource that talked about GovCon?
1: Not, not once. Like the first time I talked to you, and you told me what you did, I was like why have I never even heard of this before? Right, I I think it's because I'm I'm a Chicago boy and there's not a whole lot of government contractors here, which is also a lie, but in my brain, that's true. But yeah, man, no, not once, not even, not even once.
0: Yeah. And so I find this to be, so this is now year 17 for me going into GovCon, right? This is like going to 2023 will be 17 years. And when I first started having clients talk about GovCon what they needed, the benefits they needed. I was still in that business model where I was a highly transactional broker, right? I was like, just slinging, you know, there's like the Buca plans and small business and that's it, right? That's all that was there. And then you you get somebody that has that problem. And I'll never forget that first client. The first client had Service Contract Act. There's 22 employees of which 14 were Service Contract Act. And I, like everybody else in this business called around who do I know all the older cats in the industry and said, Hey, I've got this thing. And this is, this is again, 2006. And Hey, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm in the Metro DC area. You know, at that time, more than 70% of companies are touching GovCon. I was asking these cats that had been doing insurance for like 30 years. And they're like, I got no idea what you're talking about, bud. Just sell them. Just sell them, right? That's the old answer. Just sell them. And I couldn't do it. It didn't make sense. I didn't understand it. It wasn't practical to me. And when I came across you know, the, the companies that did this type of compliance, that's when my eyes started opening up because everybody just did that. Everybody at the large firms you used to work at, Everybody at the competitor large firms, everybody at the small firms just said, this is that industry, right? Like We go to three places. That's it. Four places. Well, now, lo and behold, we're here all these years later, Axum's FSG's 10th year, January 1st, right? And we still have brokers across the country at large national firms that are like, I don't know what you're talking about. I give that history just to say, like, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And until you kind of like dive into this, quote unquote, niche, 55, $60 billion niche in premium alone, you don't understand it. You won't understand it. You won't have any resources to it. Like you really, truly have to be in it. So back to Andrea. So now you're working with clients directly. You're, you're, you're working with brokers, right? You're working with our internal team. You're learning all this stuff outside of going back to 2015. When you look at a GovCon and you build benefits from now, what changes from what you would have done last year for a standard client?
2: So that's a great question, Jim. And I think really powerful for the brokers that are listening. A lot of what a good broker is doing now Right is talking about risk mitigation. If you're not talking long term about a three to five year plan on cost control, you're missing the dime. Again, groups under 50, little, you know, it's a different story. But ultimately, you got to be thinking ahead and you got to be thinking of the big picture, right? So first and foremost. But when it comes to these government contractors, a, the three buckets of govcon, right? You you have to understand you. Oftentimes in benefits, you don't always have to know exactly what's going on with the employer. You just ask more about culture. Like you understand, like, what do they want to do? And you put the pieces together. If you don't understand the ins and outs of their contracts, you're already doing them a disservice. Because a service contract act, a Davis Bacon Act, whether they're IT, the, the entire setup of their organization is going to be different. Right. So you have to understand that. First and foremost, but then then the other piece of this, right, is customizing those plans based on those government contracts and what kind of employees they have. And, you know, in full transparency, I've been really submerged in the Service Contract Act world the past three, three and a half months, learning as much as I can about the different avenues that can happen there. So anybody listening, Service Contract Act employees deserve more right? If you are not talking about effectively managing health and welfare, aid a healthy employer, right? If you want to be able to give them a better chance for a better wrap rate so that they can win more business, right? They can hold on to their contracts longer, but you need to understand that those employees are going to have, they need a different benefit. They need you to pay attention because the health and welfare they get from the government you have a responsibility to make sure you're using that the best that you can. And then this is the, this is going down the rabbit hole. But if you are only sticking with the basics and not pushing back on underwriters and not understanding the ebbs and flows of government contracts, again, these, these employers will go from 10 employees to 200 employees overnight. They'll go from 650 to 200 overnight. And if you can't have those conversations and be proactive, right, you got to talk to somebody who can help educate you. And I would say, Jim, those are just some of the smallest things on the highest level that now are at the top of the actual benefit discussion that I never would have thought to have before ever.
0: And then you have tiers within that one subset of contracting, right? Like you've got job core, you've got ability one, you've got this. So you've been exposed, you, you know, inundated by fire, right? So it's not even on the job training. You've literally been baptized by volcanoes. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. Cause you jumped right into it.
2: Well, again, that, so going back, that's just how my, my personality and my style works, right. In order for me to best sell something, I have to understand it. And I have to be able to critically think about it and I will tell you, if you're a salesperson on this call, you're not going to want to sit through seven different implementations with groups. I I promise you you're not, but that's where you learn, you know, that's, that's how you learn to ask the right questions and develop the knowledge you need. And if you don't want to do that, then you have to bring somebody along that can help you. Otherwise, again, you're doing them a disservice and yourself a disservice, but most importantly, the actual members that are using the benefit.
0: And you start to become a lot more personal right? Like you look at these members and you like, I've always said, we owe it because this is America's backbone. Mm -hmm. This is where I came from. This is, this is the, the model, right? Like these are the people that we walk by every day. We live next to these are, this is just your average American and people don't realize how massive the government really is and how many companies it really touches. But like you said, you have a 20 person company doing facilities maintenance. They win one contract. They are now a midsize employer, you know, as opposed to a services company or a tech enabled services company like ours, we have to grow the more traditional way, right? You have to make money, you have to make profit, then you hire people. Government contracting says, no, you're going to fill this contract with that many bodies. And oh, by the way, today's Friday, you start Tuesday. (laughs) Like, how are you going to get that done over? So, you know, that brings me to like, you know, then you get the broker involved right and the broker doesn't know we've already talked about like the resources are limited and scarce the brokers panic mode they pick up the bat phone <laughs> like i need help immediately how has that interaction been so far when you've had to work with brokers that bring us business
2: i will tell you what's been really refreshing is because those are the brokers that are trying to do the right thing you know mm-hmm. they're they're willing to raise their hand and say that they need help and again there's a, a lot of everybody knows, even if you work for a big agency, like broker, you're, you're still like yourself with your client. Like you all have your book, you know, we know how that works, but admitting when you need help and being willing again, to work and partner with somebody to develop and bring the best solutions. Again, it's a breath of fresh air because again, that's, you know, they're in it for the right reasons. And again, if you're listening to this, then you're probably not one of the brokers that is only in it for yourself. You wouldn't be taking the time to be on this podcast right now, if you didn't care about what was happening with your clients.
0: Good point.
1: I was going to say, I got to give you worse brokers to work with.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was just about to throw it your way, man. I was about to throw it your way.
1: I got the other thing where it was like, Pat, how do I save my skin from not looking like an idiot versus like, how do we do the right thing? Which is, you know, that's a tough place to, to get put in because at the end of the day, when you get that big of a change, like at that time, it's, open kimono right like everything's out there and it shows what was good better and different prior to some of these major changes
0: well so i'm going to open up something that andrea said i think is funny you have brokers that are conscientious and they they admit they need help then you have the other side of the fence but from a not outing anybody but like from your past experience let's go down that everybody's got their own book and everybody's kind of out for themselves Let's talk about the life in the typical agency because I have to tell you, I don't have that experience. Like my background has always been just Jim, right? I've never had an agency experience where I had to worry about other brokers or work with other brokers or have resources. Everything had to be built. So Pat, let's start with you, right? You're at this agency. Everybody's got their own book. You've got your clients. How do you function in a, in a, larger agency. Like what's the what's the conversation around when you need help? Right? Like you like you come across a group like a GovCon and you need help. You need to find resources. What do you do? Uh you schmooze. You schmooze, Jim. That's what you do. <laughs> like internal people? Do you go to account managers? Do you go to other brokers?
1: I have a unique experience where I've I've worked with the largest. I've I've worked inside the largest organization, right? And it was a, a weird company where everyone was on the same floor. And it was like all of the national resources, like the best actuaries, the head of the ERISA council, the guy that managed the discount database, like all on the same floor. Like I just, I knew all of them. I went to lunch with them. And so it, that was, you know, pick up the schmooze phone is what it boiled down to. And fortunately I'm a fairly likable guy. So most of the time I, got the help that I needed in the areas that I needed. But yeah, it's all it's all internal politics. It's trying to find those resources. But then in other companies where it is definitely more of the mid-market sales environment, yeah, you are kind of on an island and you are out for figuring everything out yourself and you have to, to, have to sink or swim. So, I mean, there's so many, every organization looks different, but you are definitely exposed to the elements, so to speak.
0: Andrew, you feel the same way?
2: yeah I in general, I have some pretty strong feelings that um <laughs> there's a lot of bad brokers out there, and I you know I mean that nicely in the and not nicely all at the same time because I've worked alongside great consultants that are always you know trying to do the best thing, great mentors and then I've worked along consultants and I've taken a lot of business from consultants that are just not good people. And that give brokers a bad name. And again, frankly is part of why we've gotten into the conundrum that we have in our industry. Right. Yeah. And by industry, I mean, healthcare system, right. It's all a nasty circle of things that have happened years over years over years. So yeah, I don't think that directly answers the question, but I think.
0: Well, like take it one step further. Right. So You have, you have this group that comes to you. Do you believe that old saying that this is a relationship business?
2: No, I think relationships only go so far.
0: Right. So you have this group who's like, Hey, or better yet, you have a broker in the big firm and they come to you and say, Hey, I've got this group. What do I do with it? And you're like, you're not even a good broker to begin with. Like, why are you servicing that client? And they use the excuse, I've got a relationship with them. I need to find out what to do. So they come to you. They do what Pat said. It's a schmooze thing. And you're like, I've never even heard of that. Like, maybe I need to brush up on it or I'll just wait till they sell it. And then I'll ask them how it went. Like, how how does that interaction go? Is it like you took it upon yourself to go do some research or you just waited till they kind of stepped on the landmines?
1: Um,
2: It's not in me to like wait for people to step on landmines because it's not in the client's best interest. So again, I'm, I'm a big figure things out. And, but on the flip side, there's a lot of people who ask for help and then they don't actually want your help. Like they don't actually listen. And that's even more frustrating. So again, as yeah, somebody that goes out and tries to find the answers, the solutions, and then, you know, to be disregarded and kicked to the can, that's when you're like, okay, well, forget you. I'm not helping you again, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but I mean, I think at one point in time relationships mattered and now healthcare cost especially healthcare right even more specifically healthcare costs have just risen so exponentially that I don't care what your relationship is employers can't handle 30% increases year over year you it cannot happen and your employees can't handle it it's not fair and so again if I don't care how often you go golfing and who you go golfing with or you know how many dinners you go to sports games it's
0: not moving the needle anymore. That's right. Yeah. And then, you know, it, the thing that kills me is that the firms, the national firms that have a GovCon expert, right? And then you get this one this this one person or two people, typically here in the Metro DC area, that say they're the GovCon go-to for the large national house. All the brokers in the country dive back to this one resource. And the, that person says, yeah, I'll help you, but I'm going to take X percent of your client. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when you, they, when they get down to it, all they're doing is I'm going to go down through the list of people I know that do this business and I'm going to use, and I'm going to get the heroes welcome, but they're going to provide all the resource.